Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? That means on plays where Jimmy Butler defends me in the final possession of a half, and I'm Jason Tatum, that I'm uh, just uh, I'm shut down. I can't do anything. That's what that means. That's, Ooh, that means. buddy. That means Jason Tatum. He's a pretender, not a contender. That's what that means. That means the hometown hero of St. Louis, Missouri, can't hang with Jimmy. I don't know where he's from, Butler, who's played for 15 teams and tried to fight Eric Spolster at one time and is my father. That's what that means, man. Well, Freddie Fame, I don't mind telling you where Jimmy Butler's from. That's H-Town, baby. My H-Town boy shut down your St. Louis boy, and that's why you split town tail-tucked. That's uh, unfortunate for everyone in the whole world except for Jimmy Butler fans who all of a sudden Jimmy Butler is playing at a – what level do you want to call this for Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is playing at a top five level? Top five? He's a top five guy right now? Jimmy Butler, top five guy? I'm going to say it. Don't I'm say jumping it. on the hyperbole don't, don't train, baby. Don't shut up, dude. Jordan-esque. A Jordan-esque <sighs> game one performance from Hemi Butler. He be that dude. He is Hemi? He is Hemi Butler. I don't hate that at all. Yes. I am Fred Slow. You are Van Nunley back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Is one Steph Griffin. Steph, how are you? Technology, Van, you know how it is. It's just sometimes sometimes cool. Steph's good. Sometimes she steps out of the room. We'll never know. We're trying Your to figure location. out why Van sounds terrible. Ah, okay. Well, might be his takes, could be yes, his sir. opinions. Could be could, could be he needs to click that gear icon next to his microphone and select his actual microphone. Oh, there you go, Van. Figure out the technology on your end. And I will let this show ride while you guys talk off air. Impressive game last night from the Miami Heat. Uh, Not impressive game if you're a Boston Celtics fan. And the thing that is so terrifying about being a Boston Celtics fan is they don't try to win at home. Jimmy Butler does not care about being an eight seed. Jimmy Butler does not care about knocking off number one seeds. Jimmy Butler does not care about going up against number two seeds. Jimmy Butler does not care if we pick him to win. Jimmy Butler does not care if we pick him to lose. Jimmy Butler does not care. Jimmy Butler only cares about buckets and balling. And that's what Jimmy Butler does from the Sports Animal Live Chat on our live stream, facebook.com slash talkABQ. Thank you for tuning in with us. I know my audio is good. I'm a pro. I'm a pro at this thing. Also, you can contact the program, 505-246-0610. Reach out to us. I am still on location, making my way back to the beautiful state of New Mexico. We'll be back early next week. Excited about that. I will be here tomorrow. Van will not. Van is in Denver celebrating. Joining me on this program tomorrow, Matt Berger. Matt Berger, my former co-host of the Heavy Hitters, which I hosted in St. Louis, Missouri for some years. So if you're a, a St. Louis-style listener, 
going to be in for a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a replay of, of historical times, but he is an absolute NBA stud. We're going to talk a ton about the games tonight, which is LA versus Denver, Denver playing like the best team in the world, LA in a better spot than Boston is right now as LA didn't think they would win one on the road. And they have been prone to go one and one to start series before winning at home. So that's going to be the matchup, but the matchup last night was Jimmy Butler and his Miami Heat failing to win three quarters, which is fine because they won the one so big, coasted it out to the end. And the Celtics not knowing how to run timeouts. The 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 Miami Heat going for 46 in the third. It is a game that is so insanely one-sided to one guy, Jimmy Butler, and I guess if Victor wants to play, and obviously Tyre Hero is not there anymore, but you got a dude that can't be beat by five dudes, specifically cannot be beat by Jason Tatum. Dan, welcome back to the broadcast. Jason Tatum was an absolute ghost in the fourth quarter, and more kudos, more flowers to Hemi Butler because he shut your Saint loser down. Oh, my gosh. Look, a professional basketball player can get one steal a game just by playing X amount of minutes. A good defensive player can probably get two steals a game by locking down, sticking that hand in, risking some fouls. An elite defensive player is going to average two and a half steals a game. Always be on the lookout for that guy. Your father, Jimmy Butler. You're talking about my father, Jimmy Butler? Got six steals against the Celtics. That is emasculating. You know what that does to an offense when this guy just does whatever he wants? You can't go anywhere arm links around this guy because he will pilfer the pill. My dude, Jay Tate, Jason Tatum, four turnovers. So he was having the ball. He was having possession in the game for over 40 minutes. Did go for 30 points. So it's not here. We're not sitting here talking about a dude that barely got over 20. (coughs) Your dude, Jalen Brown, We're talking about a dude that had opportunity at the end of the game, did not do it, did not do it at the end of the game. And it's not just what he failed at offensively. He couldn't do anything offensively. Jimmy Butler, who at the end of offensive possessions, you know, I'm not a stats guy. I'm going to give you one. At the end of offensive possessions for the Celtics, Jimmy Butler was on Jason Tatum 41 plays. On those 41 plays, Jimmy Butler had like 12 points. Are you kidding me? And, and I every, said Jimmy Butler, I meant Jason Tatum. But you know what yeah, I mean. I'm Shut him you. down. Shut I'm him down. You. Look, this is one game, one single solitary game removed from Jason Tatum having the best game seven in the history of basketball. 51 points. That mm-hmm. was last game. So dumb. The previous basketball game that he played, he single-handedly won a game seven against Joel MVP'd and the ghost of James Harden. And then Jimmy Butler, again, he got 30 points. He filled up the stat sheet. But Jason Tatum was non-existent when it mattered. And this is one game removed from him having the best game seven in the history of basketball. What? 16 threes made last night by the Miami Heat, a barrage of them in the third quarter. And dudes like Kevin Love, who doesn't even play 20 minutes, just comes in and just pops one, pops two, like does a little bit offensively, grabs a board or two, and then goes and sits down. And you're like, you're like, are, are there more productive minutes 
in the entire world than anyone who plays with Jimmy freaking Butler from the Sports Animal live chat on the Facebook live stream. Thank you for joining us. The Heat took control of the game last night. That's from friend of the show, Joseph. Friend of the show, Joseph, is correct. L.A. pulls it out and wins in wins the series in seven. That's from friend of the show, Freddie, not me, a different Freddie. I, I don't hate that. I, I don't – I mean – I can't say that Denver sucks because they're number one and they got the best player on the planet. So we'll do that whenever we talk our preview for the Lakers and the Nuggets tonight. And Jimmy Butler, the prediction to pull it out in six against the Boston Celtics. And I am so torn in this Eastern Conference, my man. Like, I I don't want to bet for Jimmy Butler because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense that the eight-seed Miami Heat would be when's the last time this happened? Ninety nine, like I maybe that Dirk Nowitzki team. What year was that? Eleven, I think. Yeah. Like when is the last time a team has done anything similar to this? Also, really kind of exposed the coaching staff of the Celtics. I felt like last night when you're dropping forty three points in the third quarter and you burn zero timeouts in the entire quarter. Let's drop forty three on you. Forty three. I saw a uh, quirky story today that. Joe Mazzula, the rookie coach of the Celtics, watches the movie The Town four times a week. That's to unacceptable. Get pumped for the game to get the spirit of the Celtics organization and the spirit of the city of Boston. First off, watch The Departed, way better. But uh, The Town, how is that going to prepare you for a basketball game? You should have been on the chalkboard. You should have been on the dry erase board trying to figure out how to slow down Jimmy Butler, not watching that Ben Affleck trash fest. The Jeremy, Renner, Jeremy Renner's a dude. Uh, today's I-9 Varsity. The I-9 Varsity of movies, they get pumped. So that'll be uh, today's this. I-9 Varsity. We'll do that at 5.30 today. We are excited about that today steph griff give me a uh an audible okay that everything's good on vans and on yes your everything really is great woot, woot. from the sports animal live chat it was the worst nightmare last night for boston's fans says friend of the show craig he says it was my worst nightmare jimmy didn't want to play didn't want to play jimmy buckets the dude is lethal that is correct like there is there is a buzzsaw about miami right now that i don't think i quite understand correctly I don't understand how they snuck in the way that – dog, they weren't afraid of no playing game. Like, they just wanted to be at the dance. Now they're dancing with not just your girl. They're dancing with every girl that came. Like, they do not care. And it's a little bit the exact opposite story for Denver on the other side, which we'll talk about, where they're not getting any love, and they're the number one, and they're the number one guy. Like, they cannot be stopped. Neither of these teams can be stopped. We're on a collision course. Denver and Miami. Well, I got I got some some bad news for friend of the show Craig, Boston sports fanatic Craig. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Butler wins game one, who is your father? He is seven and one in his career. Is that oh, real? Oh no, that's very real. And guess who just won game one? Guess who played a? I'll say it again, Jordan S game, took the game over. Did whatever he wanted to on offense, locked their superstars down on defense, and did it. And here's the weird part. The dude barely sweats. Anybody notice how freakishly athletic this guy is? He played almost 48 minutes of basketball, and he doesn't sweat. What is going on with this human being? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would 
explained it that way, but you're very correct. It's like he saves a gear till the very end. Like, how do you go against the best offensive player in the league in that conference in Jason Tatum, shut him down, and then drop 35? Like, you're playing on both ends the entirety of the game. And then Boston can't get no help from Jalen Brown, who's a slouch and a slug and refuses to do anything offensively, just disappears from the game. Boston does not have the mentality or the mindset to do this thing. They also don't have the coaching. They started the fourth quarter with a 7-0 run. Spolster calls a timeout right away. He's like, stop, stop. We're going to go ahead and win this game. Like, if at all during the third quarter, like Boston would have done anything. They would have had – it might have been a different narrative at the end. It might have been a completely different narrative at the end. I mean, you're you're using the word narrative, and look at this. If Jimmy Butler – beats the number one seeded Celtics and whoever he has to play in the finals. Let's say he beats the legend LeBron James or he beats perennial the best MVP, player on the planet. Best player, uh, you know, let's argue some other time. Sure. The history of the game. And then the number one player in the league right now, Nikola Jokic, who is the number one seed in the West. If he goes right. and does this, this is one of the greatest basketball stories ever told. Eight seed. Upset, 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 upset. Mm-hmm. This is the, the collision course that he's on with destiny is yeah. beautiful. He He's doing it with a team. Like, Bam Bam is different. Like, Bam. Bam's, Bam's a dude. Bam's a dude. But Bam goes for, what, what Bam goes for 20 points. And you're like, that's a nice 20, Bam. And then you look down the rest of the roster and, like, like Stress has 15 and Vincent has 15 and Martin has 15 and Lowry has 15. And as I'm watching the game, I'm like, are these guys whispering out there while they're scoring? Because these are the quietest 15s that I've ever seen. Because the entirety of the game, I mean, it's like a ping pong. Like, I'm watching only Jimmy Butler run back and forth. And whenever he's in, like, the same frame as Jason Tatum, I'm like, this is the best basketball I could possibly be watching this minute. And there's a bunch of dudes around Miami just helping him win. I'm like, this is nuts to me. The the NBA playoffs are so good. And Let's look at what. Eric Spolstra's doing with this Miami Heat roster, too. You got Jimmy Butler, a dude. We know that. Okay. Bam out of bio. He's a dude. Yeah. We know that. Kyle Lowry representing off the bench. He's a dude. We know that. You got the ghost of Kevin Love. He can still play basketball. Not quite the dude he was. Besides those guys, he can play for 15 six, minutes. Hey, Fred, six undrafted players. Those those four guys and six undrafted players are looking like the best team in the East right now. And a weirder conversation on top of that. What's the point of getting home court advantage East? You're not doing anything with it. Like it's it's almost not an incentive at this point. Like there's you're not better off specifically if you're playing against Miami. Like Miami only wants to play on the road. I guess. Actually, after everything I say about Miami, moving forward, I'm only going to say I guess because I cannot figure them out at all. Don't know why they're there. Don't know why they're so good. Don't know why while they're being so good, they look so good. Also, I need to apologize to every person I've ever talked about the NBA for the last 10 years if I don't every single time put Jimmy Butler in the top five category because I need to be doing that. Like Jimmy Butler is solidified to me, although I already knew he was my father, that he's the top five guy all the time right now and you're talking about home home court advantage 
this used to really mean something it in did. the NBA. Not only is it home court advantage, it's the home court advantage in yep. the garden. Parquet floors. The, the ghost of red eye back. Like, you still can't have home court advantage no. in the garden. People used to fear going there. Guess who doesn't? Hemi Butler. Boston Celtics fan is like a YouTube video, like a, like a clickbait one where like Spolster calls a timeout and then it's like Boston Celtics fans hate this trick. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, you, you don't know do, how you to just, you, you just do the little thing with your hand. You, you hold one hand up well, straight up make, and down vertically. Yeah, you put your vertical. other hand on top of it horizontally and you makes slam a them. And then the guys in black and white with the stripes, they'll just stop the game. They'll just say, hey, you guys take a breather. It's so easy. Any coach can do it. And then Jason Tatum, who's supposed to be a dude, just call a timeout on your own, bro. Like, I'm not telling you not to, but I'm telling you to. Anybody can do it. Anyone can do it. Any guy on the court, you just do it. And then there's the person listening. in In Boston, they let Mark Wahlberg do it. Mark Wahlberg can call timeouts from the sideline. He didn't even do it last night. Incredibly lame. From the Sports Animal live chat on the live stream, facebook.com slash talkabq. From friend of the show, Craig, I'm licking my wounds right now. Last night's debacle at the Garden, the Cardinals swept the the Red Sox and Fenway this past weekend. Obviously, the Bruins, uh, the NHL semi-conference playoffs start today. We won't talk about the NHL playoffs until the finals because we are sports fans. Yeah, it's... um, yeah, it's a crazy time right now in the NBA. I, I like while watching it, I'm like, I can tell you exactly what to do and how to win games and all these things. I can't tell you how to stop Jimmy Butler. I don't think he can be stopped. I as high as the pedestal that I put Jason Tatum on, he's not good enough right now, and that's crazy to me. Hey, Boston sports fan, it's okay. At least you're not a Philadelphia fan. <sighs> If I were to ever like get rich and famous and I were to get like a butler in my home, I would name him Jimmy. Uh, obviously. Uh, of course you would. Jimmy. J- Jimmy Butler. Get the mail. Jimmy, <laughs> fetch my corn cob pipe, would you please? J- Jimmy. <laughs> Mr. Butler. <laughs> You'd have a real name. Like the world of rich and famous that I don't live in, like I have a lot of aspirations to eventually get to. Let me rephrase this. Forget famous, only rich. The world of rich that I'm aspiring to get to, where I have access to a butler, I would want to be able to regularly like cycle through butler names. Don't know what they would be. I would come up with clever ones. I would have a lot of free time due to my richness. Also, I'd work exclusively from home. This broadcast all the time. Or you toss a football to him, let him get a super short interception, and call him Malcolm. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. We're going to preview the Lakers and Denver after this. I'm excited for tonight's game. Um, doesn't feel must win yet. Does not. The next Celtics game feels must win. This one yeah. does not feel must win for the Lakers. I'm going to tell you weirdly enough why I think it's must win for Denver. We'll dive into that whenever I get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. 
This is where New Mexico comes for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Two Men on the Sports Animal. Sports Animal live chat is... Is, is bussin' a word? The sports Animal Live Chat is bussin'? It might show. not be in the dictionary, but it's definitely a word. Pull that microphone down just a little bit. Friend of the show, Richard, says that he loves the show. Thank you for that. We talked to, uh, he's giving some shout-outs to old producers. We like that, too. Big congratulations, Tyler Lovely, moving on to some new things. Next Thursday night at the historic El Rey Theater, come hang out with your boys as we are hosting Duke City Championship Wrestling. Van Pro Wrestling returns to the city of Albuquerque next Thursday night. Doors open at 6. Show starts at 7.30. Come see Man Slamming. DCCWTickets.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got merchandise ordered. We're excited for that. The YMCA is going to come out and uh, like work the concession stand, do a little fundraiser. That's going to be fun for Love them. It. We're excited to have them out. I know the Albuquerque Yardbarks are going to come out in droves, and uh, they better keep them hands to themselves while they're there. I tell them that. So it's going to be a good little. It's going to be a good little night of uh, fun and festivities. And then hang out with us. I think we're going to sneak over to the Red Door afterwards. So that'll be a lot of fun, too. So next Thursday night, live from the historic El Rey Theater, Pro Wrestling is back in town. Duke City Championship Wrestling. We're very excited about that. Okay, Van. Stoke, baby. I I got the line here, brother. You ready? Okay. Denver favored by five and a half. And the OU is 226. I right. think I have a strong opinion. What, how do you feel about this one? Okay, like I predicted in game one, and I was half right. Uh, Lakers, <laughs> plus five and a half, and the over. Lakers, plus five and a half, and the under is what Ooh. your boy's going to go with. Yeah, I think you're going to see adjustments on top of adjustments on top of adjustments. It's being rumored right now that the Lakers are going to go with a different lineup for game two, which I don't hate at all. And Anthony Davis said publicly after film yesterday that he's accepting full responsibility for guiding LA's defense against Denver, whether it's one-on-one with, with Jokic or roaming or, or keeping an eye on Aaron Gordon or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, that is, uh, if we're being real honest, Davis better than James right now but historically, no. If your best player is saying, I got you, follow me, fam. The team follows you, fam. I got the Lakers covering. I got the under. And if I'm getting real excited about anything, I'm taking the Lakers, stealing one on the road tonight. Uh, Yeah, if my Lakers in six prediction is going to hit, they need to steal one. And it's going to be this one. The second half of game one, it was all Lakers. Mm-hmm. Denver, cruised, Denver cruised through the beginning of the third quarter, and then it was all Lakers after that. So whatever adjustments they made worked in the second half. So whatever they did in the second half, guess what? They're going to do it again, and they're going to do it on steroids this game because if you can, look, Nikola Jokic is going to get his. He is too good. You are not going to shut him down. But if you could slow him down and make all of the figureheads around him take bad shots, not let them run the floor, it's an easy win for the Lakers. 
I don't know if you do catch that last aspect of I think he's such a good passing big man, and there's a couple big big man, seven foot tall runs the point. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Big man, because if he finds you sleeping on defense, he finds the guy you're sleeping on. So if it's a hey, I'm one step too close to to Jokic on on the double team, or I'm one step too late, or I'm coming off a guy, he's a facilitator. He finds assists. He didn't he didn't accidentally get a triple double in game one of this thing. To me, you have to fully commit to him and pray for what you're saying, which is the rest of the team to fall ice cold. And this team's not accidentally the number one team in the West. And and welcome everyone that doesn't watch the Nuggets to to what is one of the most exciting shows in the game. I think the victory, the key to success for the Lakers is LeBron and Anthony Davis scoring a ton of points. They have oh, to. Oh, you don't say. Oh, and that's they, very – how novel. And if the two of them score a ton of points, Denver won't know what to do. Denver doesn't want to be in a shootout. Denver wants their all-star, their best player in the world right now, Jokic, to go out there and, and hit buckets every time he hits buckets and be that dude. They won't be able to hang – with Davis and James doing that thing, obviously Austin Reeves too, but I'm afraid to say his name out loud because I don't want to summon him. So the way the Lakers have been playing this playoffs, if they want to be successful, has to go through LeBron James. He has to drive to the basket and kick out or drive to the basket and finish. Only, only, only shoot three-pointers when you have a good open look. That's not the Lakers' way, this incantation of the Lakers. You don't chunk right. up a bunch of threes they started hope three your guards percentage is high. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely yes, right. That is, too many guards. Too many guards. No, you have LeBron James do LeBron James things, drive to the basket, take all those fouls, kick out to the open man, and hit mid-range buckets hit open threes all of this lebron james facilitating trying to run pick and roll plays trying to get a contested three that's not going to work for the lake against the eastern conference if they win and play the heat or the celtics that's a great game plan against the nuggets you got to shove it right down their throat get two people on lebron james and then get open shots from him do you think the nba is rigged now, hold on. Can we rewind a little bit? That's the most sportsy sports take I've had in weeks. Was everyone listening? No, I, it was a good take. I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad take. But the transition on it is, do you think the league is affixed? Do you in, at all, at any percent in your heart, believe that to be true about the association? Um, By giving game one in the Eastern Conference Finals to the heat and Jimmy Butler to make sure that they go back and forth and then have a game seven or have this amazing comeback by LeBron James to elevate his status in the history of the game to make sure it's Lakers Celtics in the finals. Maybe just maybe, but watching game one, I saw really neutral officiating. I didn't see anybody get the better of anybody. It seemed like the refs called it pretty even. So I want to say no, but the conspiracy theory van, tinfoil hat van, I'm like, oh, it's Lakers Celtics, duh. It's interesting to me that you took that exact path down this yellow brick road that I was going to walk with you on because I feel the same way about the Western game where I was like, this thing is, this is as down the middle as it can get. The best team prevailed. 
Then I saw the numbers, man. The numbers say that game one of the Western Conference Finals had 7.5 million viewers on ESPN. That's not ABC. That's not broadcast TV. You understand. You do. I know you do. But friend of the show needs to understand how different that is, a cable number versus like an over-the-air number. It's the most-watched conference final opener in the last five years since the Warriors-Rockets in 18. Here's my thing. The whistle's going to get a little more L.A.-sided on this one because now that it can be proven that it's being watched around the country, people around the country not tuning in for the Denver Nuggets, not turning in for Jokic. They're tuning in for what is the last hurrah of LeBron James and his ragtag bunch, and I promise you the NBA is going to make an effort to make sure LeBron James not just is in the mix but has opportunity to come out ahead late I believe that to be true. Do you? Oh, okay. This is the coldest take of all time uh, Mm -hmm. on radio, but we will see. And when I say we will see, I'm not just throwing my hands up like, I mean, we got to look at the kind of fouls that LeBron James gets, that Nikola Jokic gets. I, I saw a couple instances in game one where Nikola Jokic got the rinky-dink foul call with somebody barely brushed up against him or barely touched his arm when he was shooting. So in my estimation, the Nuggets got the better of the refs in game one, and I didn't see it playing either way really hard. But we're going to have to look at all these fouls. If you want to throw your conspiracy theory hat on, we're going to have to analyze these fouls as the series goes on. I also don't think I hate the idea that it was just an absolute banger game and people stuck with it throughout because you get a lot of that viewership that is that's in and out, you know, like got to put the kids to bed, got to eat dinner, got to do whatever. And if the game is so damn good that you don't want to get away from it, you don't get away from it. There's only so many games left in the year. This is it. It's not like, and we talk about the bubble year a lot because that was the thing that kind of felt like sports coming back. A lot of people forget that was during the fall. That was, that was against like NFL football. Right. Like this is these are like authentic NFL or excuse me NBA numbers. The only thing going on outside of this is is a horse race on Saturday that no one for real cares about because we don't even know who's the favorite or a PGA championship that's played at a golf course that no one's ever golfed ever because no one wants to go to Canada. I know Rochester's not in Canada, but you get the point on that too. And look, everyone knows LeBron James and the Lakers. That's must-see TV. LeBron James in the playoffs, everyone's tuning in. And when I mm-hmm. say everybody, that 7.5 million number, that's a good number for the NBA on a weeknight. But let's keep in on mind. Cable. Yeah, let's keep in mind that that's 7.5 million, that's Jaguars-Browns on a yeah. Sunday in November. Not Those wrong are, about that. Yeah. The NBA yearns for Boston-LA in the finals. They oh yearn God. for that. Couldn't be looking worse right now. Anyone who's not Denver fan or Miami fan or has a man crush on Jimmy Butler like both of us do, if you're not in those camps, everyone wants Lakers-Celtics. Everyone wants Lakers-Celtics. Even even the guys who want to see LeBron James lose, LeBron James, for whatever reason, we talk about this on the program a lot. I don't know why LeBron James has so many haters, but he does. And those people don't want to see him lose to Nikola Jokic, uh, a air quotes foreigner who plays air quotes boring basketball. They want to see him lose on the biggest and brightest stage. So I think the real LeBron haters are in the camp with the LeBron lovers and want to see him win. 
And then you have the haters and the lovers form like Voltron and watch the finals in droves, and they want to see him lose to the Celtics. I was off for a couple of days while you were having this conversation about Jokic and Joel Embiid and the MVP and Kyle and things around. And there's like, although multiple times there's only like five white dudes in the history of the NBA to win the MVP and all this. Yeah. Those dudes that were real like vocal about that conversation, they want to see LeBron get past Jokic and they want to see him play Tatum. They don't want to see him play Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They, they hate Jimmy Butler. They hate LeBron. Guys who hate LeBron hate every player who's good. Like guys that hate LeBron only like like weird scrub players. Damian right. Lillard. I think Damian Lillard's the truth. Damian Lillard don't win. Like Dam- Damian Lillard, cool. He don't win. DeRozan, he don't win. Like that. Kawhi Leonard, he he won once. Really, technically twice, but you get the point. We'll preview this golf tournament that is currently going on. The leader will surprise you, Van, as he wasn't even in the mix at the last championship. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I'm Jeff Sambietta. Friday on the opening drive, we look back at game two of the Lakers and Nuggets, and the PGA Championship is underway. San Diego Golf's Nick Knee will join us to talk about that. Join me and J.J. Buck. We start at 7 a.m. Hey, you know, I've been out of town. I've been in the central time zone. Correct. Uh, by the way, big shout out to my dad today. My dad uh, finished his first round of chemotherapy today, Van, and he is. Let's um, go. Let's go on that. He's following all the directions and doing all the things he's being told to do. And at least from my observation, he's not really fighting with anyone. That's crazy. So awesome to hear. That's wild. So, yeah, so he's he's well on his way, and I'll be headed back to Albuquerque uh, uno momentarily. I've I forgotten how to speak. But while you were there, did you make sure that Nelly was um, touring? That's so Griff. I was busy. I could I could not check the tour dates of Nelly and Chingy and and whoever. Else. I just thought maybe it would be in the stars, you know, and it would all line up. Hopefully. The new one is SZA. Are you got SZA? Are you guys familiar with this artist? She's I, from- yes, I love, yes. I love awesome. SZA. Yeah, so SZA's from St. Louis. Is she? And, and people are just yeah. like off the roof about this thing. She's so, been fantastic. I've loved SZA for years already. Oh, uh, I don't know anything about her. I'm sure she's great. What? I'm sure you've heard her. You just haven't realized it. I also like, because I a thing I know about Let's- Van... Griffin, let's not give Fred undue credit. I, I, it's very, it's very, it's very reasonable that he's never heard of SZA. Did you I, hear the I, way he pronounced her name? SZA, SZA. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. also like whenever it's not, it comes she like, doesn't sell, she doesn't sell cheap pizza. Fred, she's a musician. When it comes to my St. Louis facts, like because a moment ago I was like, "Hey, SZA, she's from St. Louis," and it's like, "I'm gonna Google that." Like, why would I make that up? Why have all the people and all the things in the world? That I would know about strongly. Van's like, I'm gonna have to fact check if this if this lady rapper is from the city known for rappers. <laughs> hey, the city known for rappers? That is the reach of all reaches. By the way, how's how's Chingy doing? Because I mean, good. literally it's funny that you brought up the word Chingy, because I haven't mm-hmm. thought of Chingy in years now. And there I drew I drove past a dumpster today here in Denver. 
and there was mm-hmm. R.I.P. Chingy on the dumpster. I mean, is he that's okay? Probably, that's probably somebody else. I mean, okay, is there a, a local Chingy? Probably a different Chingy. <laughs> St. Louis puts out dudes. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of musical talent that has come out of the city of St. Louis, including Chingy, but you wouldn't have been able to see that by his recent performance in Albuquerque because nobody went to it. So yeah, blues awesome. musicians in the early 1900s and Nelly. Yeah, that's super sweet. Scissors from L.A. No, she is not. Born in St. Louis, Missouri, my man. Born. Yeah, born and then left. Rep it. <laughs> 314. That's what no one says that. I don't know why I just said that like they say that. There's a new area code going in and people are like in an uproar. Oh, like, you can, yeah, like, you can't create a new area code. I, I think you can. I think they were all actually created. Kind of wild how that works. You not not only it. can you create a new area code, it's very important that you do. Yeah. If you don't want a new area code, quit having babies. And it's not like the 90s anymore. You don't have to press 1 to call a different area code. It's just saved <laughs> yeah. in your phone. Like Just call. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Also, this is like a regional problem that's not regional. Griff, I didn't get a chance to say thank you for your kind words. Yeah, my dad is doing um, – is is doing uh he's on track so i i i, I don't want to say the words he's doing well because we don't know that yet but he's on track and i am i'm proud of him so that is that is kind of the the final bow on on that okay pga championship man i got the leaderboard in front of me you ready okay so the leader is not a pga golfer okay it's love a guy this so much you don't love it you live it okay so the nice. leader is a live guy, and I'm going to try to pronounce his name because he's not usually at the top. You. So you don't you don't celebrate this guy because he doesn't he doesn't do well traditionally. He doesn't make cuts at the Masters, and I can't tell you what he's doing on the live tour because obviously I don't freaking follow that because no one does. So this guy's name is uh, it's spelled weird. Bryson D Chambu. So there you go. So Bryson. D Chambu is at the top. Um, so that's exciting for him. Is he opening? Is he opening for Caesar? He is the son of it's Gary. Bryson DeChambeau. No, you're talking He's about his not dad, a Gary. nobody. What? He's not a nobody loser golfer. He's very good at golf. He's this won tournaments. He's always in the mix. Bryson Chambeau is a dude. No, no, I'm looking at his numbers. He's not a dude. He plays in the JV League. He doesn't make cuts. And I think the only reason that he's in the mix here is because allegedly at this golf course that's five minutes from Canada, there's only rough, and he can hit it out of the rough with his wedge. So I'm good for him. Well, I mean, shout out to Canada. We got a Canadian in third place. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because he plays this course all the time. It's Corey Coners from Canada. Good job, eh? Oak Hill Oak Hill Country Club. You know how many Oak Hills there are? No. It's like the most popular golf name. There are so many Oak Hills. Rochester, New York. That's like the middle of nowhere, right? Am I being an idiot? Yeah, Northern New York. No, it's it's not just Northern New York. It's like Canada, right? Like the, there's just like Lake Ontario is right there. Like that's it. It's Canada. Put this thing where people go. Let people relate to this thing. 
Hey, um, not even Buffalo, y'all. Let's do Rochester. Not even Syracuse. Rochester. Like this. Because there's only four times a year when you get to, like, bring in the dudes from the JV team to play against, like, the good dudes. And you know how Rochester is. They're just happy to have anything positive going on. So they're not going to give these dudes the rizzing that they deserve when it takes five hours and 50 minutes to play 18 holes because golfers today have to wiggle their butts for 10 seconds before every single shot, which doesn't make no sense to me. Like, you can't just get over the ball and, and hack at it. You hack. Like, the, the whole game's terrible right now. I'm not about it. It, it There was a two-hour frost delay. What? Go out there and hit it. Just hit it on the frost. Who cares? Like, it'll go further, I think. I don't really it, know. It will go further. It'll go further. Yeah, my longest the longest drive ever hit in my life was in the middle of winter when it just ran down a frozen hill. See ya. I I still dream about it. It, That's what I'm (laughs) saying. Like, and and then there's some guys like, well, I have to tee off at 4:50 tonight. What? I don't care. I do. You know what you're gonna have to do is finish around tomorrow morning because these cowards were too afraid to play in the morning. All right. Here's the thing. Craig from the live chat is too much. Craig, if I say a city sucks, you can't just give me fun facts about the city. That's not going to change my opinion. I don't care how good their Kodak products are. What? Is there like a factory there? I don't. No one buys Kodak anymore. Look at their stock. I know this. Kodak. Anyway, golf's terrible right now. So this golfer you've never heard of is at the very top. So congratulations. Everyone's heard of Bryson DeChambeau. How come we don't win nothing? His beef with Brooks Kepka a couple years ago was we talked about it on the program. This is must see TV. He's a dude. What I'm excited to see is if Bryson and the rest of the Live guys can finish on Sunday because Live isn't just a silly name for the JV golf tournament on the other side of the pond. It's Roman numerals for 54 because they don't play 72 holes in the Live golf association they play 54 and that's why these live golfers suck on sunday because they're not used to playing 72 holes anymore where's rom is he doing anything i'm not even in the mix where's this shuffler is he he in the mix anymore where are the good players uh, in second right now okay good he should do now I would love to talk to Jim because I want to know if he feels if Bryson Deschamboed, if he can play on the Ryder Cup team too, or are they they not allowed to do that either? Jim, welcome to the program, friend of the show. What's happening, fellas? It's been a minute since I've called to talk golf, usually in the hands. But anyway, uh, I got to stop the talk, the negative talk about the PGA. I got to – any, you know. This, <laughs> the truth is, okay, the game is kind of in an interesting position. However, you know, even okay, well, let me address that Bryson DeSham Bulls. And yes. uh, the DeRoe reality is he should stick with his, his paper boy hat and wear knickers like Payne Stewart did and go take the Saudi money and, and be a footstool for Phil. Um, that's how I see that, homie. <laughs> I agree. Completely. You know, it, the U.S. Open, the venues are not the world's best, but, you know, the truth is I can't stand whistling straights, and I don't understand why they go there. 
So it's, you know, it sometimes I wonder if it comes up to a coin drop and those guys are standing around playing dice. Let's just throw a coin and figure out, oh, that's where it's going to go this year. I mean, U.S. Opens at the L.A. Country Club. That's kind of interesting to me as well. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful horse. But the reality is, you know, Liv is going to be here for a while. But the truth, you know, Rory even admitted that, you know, Liv has actually helped the PGA uh, somewhat. And there's got to be more growth there. The reality is it is porn. And, and the state of play is unfortunately in a really bad spot. I think, however, what I love to see is how Rory McIlroy, you know, stood up for the PGA and how Tiger, you know, Tiger's just Tiger. He's just truly amazing. I hate the fact that, that, uh, you know, Justin, not Justin, Dustin went over and then of course his boy, you know, decided to follow who, you know, I've, I absolutely uh, love Kepka and I called him the hammer because he shows up at majors and just drops the hammer. But those guys will be part of the Ryder Cup. And truthfully, they are Americans. Even though they're taking Saudi money, they are Americans, and we definitely want those guys representing us in Rome. Because on the flip side of that, you've got John Rahm, who's obviously going to come to play, and you've got Ian Poulter, who's, you know, I know is the vice captain, but Ian Poulter's damaging when it comes to the Ryder Cup in any way. Anyway, uh, you know, I go all day, but it's great to talk to you fellas, and I appreciate, you know, you keeping us going out here on the road. Talk to you soon. I appreciate that, brother. Whenever, whenever that's a call, call. Jim. That's a super good call. The Zach Johnson gets named the Ryder Cup champion today. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't grab any live dudes. It's like a weird peer pressure thing. He should. He should grab live dudes. Wouldn't be surprised. If I mean, you gotta, you gotta grab the best dudes. It doesn't matter what tour you play for. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur. It doesn't matter anything. You get the best Americans to represent America. If you're Zach Johnson, do you make sure you have Dustin Johnson? Okay, I don't think they're related, but uh, well, no, I know, I know, no, no, I know. I'm not going relation. I just mean, like that's the dude you want, right? Figure out the team. Gotta figure out the team. Where we get back? John Morant's made that decision. And it made a decision real easy for one of the biggest names in the game. We'll give that to you after this. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now Now betting for the sports sports animal, animal, your your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number Number two, two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Fred Slow. Slow. And in the the on-deck circle, circle. Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Oh, my God, it's 5 o'clock. Let's go. Let's go. Quit work. Quit your job for the day. Go do anything else in the whole world besides go to your job today. Be done. Go home. Go pick the kids up. Go buy the grocery. Throw something on the grill. I see it's a little overcast in Albuquerque. 
Isotopes currently have the tarp on the field, Van. Everything is looking like it's go time for the Isotopes. Tarp's currently on the field. Probably precautionary. Probably. Right? By the way, friend of the show, if you're not off the clock yet, do not leave your job. No, leave. Do not. Don't don't just walk out because Fred Slow told you to. Abandon your job. It's very important. No, your kids are hungry, Steve. Don't listen to Fred. From the Sports Animal Live Chat, Facebook.com slash TalkABQ. Join us live if you want to see us, which is weird. From friend of the show, Freddie. I'm out. It's raining like a big dog in Journal Center. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. No clue. I don't get all the New Mexico things yet. Journal Center. What is that? I don't know what that is. Is that like a saying about rain? That's uh, on the fairgrounds. So it's raining at Central and San Mateo. Central and Louisiana. Cool. Journal Center is an ABQ. He clarified. I love that so much. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> oh, Albuquerque Journal? Uh, yeah. It used to be the oh. Journal Pavilion out there on the south side of town. Now it's the Journal Pavilion at another spot. My my his, my understanding of the Albuquerque Journal is this: it used to be bigger, now it's small. That's it. That's all I know about it. I couldn't. I could tell you very other. Lucky things. for I, hey, lucky for them, they got best in the biz, Jeff Grammer. So they're they're still doing great. Yeah, they're lucky that the sports animal hasn't scooped them away yet. That's what they're lucky with. Like that place. <laughs> that's, I picked up a paper, I think, recently. I'm not trying to say anything negative specifically about the journal, but it was a journal paper. And I opened, like, they have sections, right? Like, newspapers have sections. So you have, like, the mm-hmm. the, the front page, breaking uh, uh, breaking news. Like, you know what I'm talking about? And then you have other sections. I think only the front page was color. I think the rest of the whole paper was black and white. And I was like, didn't, didn't there used to be a lot more of this in the paper? Am I, am I being an idiot? on like the progression of the paper, it seems like a lazy effort now. I feel like the comic strip used to be like exciting. Now it's black. It might always have been black and white. I don't have a rich history of reading the newspaper. I just think it's downhill. That's what I'm saying. I believe only the Sunday funnies are in color. Okay. Fred. That tracks that tra- yeah. tracks. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll buy into that. They're also, all in color. They pro- also the Albuquerque journal, much like me probably has a brother printer. And it won't. Uh, it goes out of cyan super fast, so you Screws just have to do everything in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you have extra black, and then you try to put it in the cyan one, it knows that it's not cyan, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like wrong cartridge. No. And you're like, first of all, AI, get out of my life a little bit right now. Like I don't. And you can't put like an old printer on them because they used to have those. Do you remember those weird printer ports? Those gigantic printer ports, not USB boys, like the. Mm-hmm. 18 or 36 pin or whatever those aren't Giant. on my macbook they're not on no. my macbook my mac you can't plug a printer into my macbook i have to bluetooth it can you yeah, guys and, try to explain that explain and that by the way me? ai nice try calling your printer wing big brother i get the irony i do too do you see uh john morant chat gpt his apology did you see this if he didn't he should have do you, th- do you think I'm lying? You didn't see this. I love that I'm breaking this to you. So John Moran I love it does so it, much. I just he does a bunch of dumb stuff, and it's literally if you were to type into Chat GPT, like write an apology, like write a paragraph apology for screwing up again, 
and it's verbatim, verbatim, the same apology. Are you kidding me? You're going to chat GPT out? Now, hold on. Let's give Jaw and Chat GPT some credit. Okay. I would rather have an apology from Chat GPT than whatever Jaw Morant cooks up. I guarantee you his PR team got a letter, a handwritten letter from him, I'm assuming crudely written in crayon, and was like, no, Jaw, we cannot submit this. Enter whatever you want to say into Chat GPT and let him fix it. Quote. I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. That is a journey to I recognize there is more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm continuing to be committed to work on myself. That's what he that's what he put out in an official letter. What else are you gonna say? Here's what you say. You just say, hey, my bad. I'm going to fix it. You say that. That's way more real to me. But he says, uh, dear chat GPT, please run an apology from the perspective of an idiot. Send. That's what he came up with. Also, I'm not joking. It literally is chat GPT. There's no. You know what? I, I would respect way more if he just said, look, I like to play basketball. I like to party. I'm good at both. If I like to wave guns around when I party, guess what? It's my gun. It's my serial number. I did it in an open carry state. Uh, who cares? I like to party. Why are you talking about open carry states? It's not a Second Amendment right, my dude. This is a the NBA doesn't want you to do it thing. This is, there's 449 other dudes in the NBA that don't do this thing. Now, if he wants to like quit the NBA and, and talk about his concealed carry rules and, and, and waving his name of gun i don't know enough names of guns to be able to tell you a glock is that a gun to to hold a glocken glocken to hold that up and, and swing it around he can do that but he won't do that like he's he is an idiot fool and this culture hasn't been part of the thing since gilbert arenas is that right alan iverson that's like 25 years ago yeah why is this I, back i i, I agree i agree he's an idiot i agree he hates he, this dude hates money he hates money and fame and yeah. success. He doesn't want to be a member of the NBA no. for a full lifelong career and have life-changing money for himself and his family. He hates money. But in this idiot's defense, what he did was stupid. What he did was irresponsible. What he did is dangerous. But what he did was not illegal. He didn't break any laws. He did nothing wrong. The NBA, if you want to be the moral police, start at the next level. Punch up. NBA, punch up. Go after senators. Go after governors. Go China. after the areas where these school shootings happen. Punch up. Don't make Ja the example for the class. He's just a dude waving a gun around. No, you if, don't. If, he, if, if the, the gun goes one. off, if somebody gets hurt, if, if, he, pull, if he pulls out a gun on somebody – that's illegal. Those are crimes. What he did wasn't a crime. He's just an idiot. He's a 23-year-old millionaire who doesn't have the guidance to, to make the right decisions. He, he's not a criminal. He's just an idiot. If you would have 
like for a second, I felt like we were in a time machine. Because this explanation you just gave is perfect one month ago when this happened. This is the second one. This is Josh showing his ass Morant, and now the NBA gets a chance to do the exact same thing. And they're not going to let Jobs. But he went to rehab. Van, he went and sat on a beach for half a day and caught a private jet back to wherever after an eight-day vacation from the NBA. He's going to get 41 games. Is there a gun? Where is gun-toting rehab? Where is... uh, That's how you know you don't have money. You don't have no money. Where is gun-toting... I accidentally have a gun in a strip club and I'm holding it up like a young parent who just changed his first diaper rehab. Where is that that rehab? What you're describing is called the Plaxico and it exists. It has happened in real life and that is a thing that got dudes before. The NBA retorting back to this guns are cool culture, super dumb to me, incredibly dumb to me. Like, they weren't super cool when Allen Iverson was messing with them. They weren't super cool when Gilbert Arenas was messing with them. They're definitely not cool now, and you're costing yourself. You're costing yourself Nike money. Yes. Nike Nike has done the exact same thing they did when Kyrie Irving got all weird, and they have stripped Ja Morant from their everythings digitally, and that means it's the jaw ones and dones, man. There is... There is not going to be any more for John Morant from Nike. And, I mean, Skechers is not going to give him a deal. And before Jaw went on this idiot tirade where he allegedly fought a teenager, he allegedly oh, so fought stupid. another teenager at so a stupid. shoe store. He allegedly had either a gun or a laser pointer at the Indiana Pacers bus, allegedly. And mm. then, not allegedly, because this one's on camera, was waving a gun around in a strip club. And then, not allegedly, because we got Instagram Live on this one, too, waving a gun around in a car. Um, before all that happened, I'm going to tell you, the jaw ones were fire. Those were dope shoes. He is he is missing out on so much money. Nike is dropping him to prove a point. Those shoes, as far as modern basketball shoes go, were fire. I'm looking them up right and now. And he's losing out on all of this because he's an idiot. Isaiah, are you in the studio right now? All right, so I'm looking these up right now. Um, yeah, these yes, I am here. All, all right, right so... Isaiah, sorry, so joining us on the program, our friend right. Isaiah, new producer here at the Sports Animal. Isaiah, you're like, you're like, a, what, you're 25, is that right? Yes, correct. All right, all right so a black dude from Chicago, like, you're <laughs> part of the culture. Like, you get the culture, right, Isaiah? A, c- a couple hours away from Chicago, but I, I'll take, I'll claim it for right now. Okay. Are Jaw Ones fire, or is Van an idiot? I have not seen the Jaw Ones yet. That means My they're feet- not, Van. That means they're not. Means they're not fire. All right, Google them and tell me if they're fire or not. They kind of look fire. As far as the new generation of basketball, after as far as the new generation of basketball shoes go, I'm not a fan. I wouldn't wear them. But compared to everything else on the market, they are fire. They're the best since the Kobe Grinches. Now I have to Google Kobe Grinches. Those are those are fire. Okay, so Isaiah Johnson, we're halfway there. New producer says they're fire. The thing to me is, how can John Morant hate generational wealth so much? How can you be a person who has the skill set to excel in one of the very few labor-positive industries that will allow you to obtain generational wealth? How can you hate it so much? Because you love guns. 
can you imagine life-altering, generational wealth, or play with a gun? Those are your two options. I love I love then the new spokesperson for the NBA. Well, not necessarily new, but the go-to. Charles Barkley laid into him, too. Did it? I didn't when, see it. I give, mean, give me that. Old, old, like old man on his front porch. Good. Charles Barkley is pretty is, is right pretty often. Charles Barkley, the guy in the 80s and 90s, he is jaw without guns. He did the same thing that I'm not your role model. Don't look up to me. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to be the person I want to be. And now Charles Barkley is on the front porch in his rocking chair like old man Fred Slow trying to take the moral high ground when Charles was doing the same stuff just without a gun, allegedly. There was no Instagram live. He might have. Ja Morant is a brand risk. Ja, you crazy, ja, you crazy yeah. man. Well, ja, why you hate all that money? Ja, hey, Ja, look, you ain't a gangster. Put the gun away and play some basketball. Why are you getting millions and millions of dollars, man? The culture around it, too, is so crazy to me. Well, it, there's like a narrative, right? And John Morant didn't, like, don't get twisted on John Morant. John Morant did not grow up in the mean streets of West, of West Memphis, where he plays currently. John Morant grew up relatively affluent. There's this idea that you don't let people, like, don't let people catch you, especially people who are predicting for you. Like, don't, like, don't feed the narrative. Like, like, be. Sure. Yeah. Hey, not only can you not be the thing they think you're going to be, you have to be the opposite of that thing. You have to be Steve Kerr right now. You have to be the guys that say, not only is this dumb, then you have to come like with, and this is a verbal one, ammunition to be able to combat this stuff. Talk about the van. I think we're up to over the course of the last two weeks, 27 mass shootings in two weeks. That might not be the exact number. It's so insanely close. It's not. Be that. Be a champion of righteous. Be a champion of good, Ja Morant. Not lose out on $300 million because Ja 2s won't hit the court. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it earlier in the program. We kind of glossed over it. But, again, Ja Morant, as dumb as he is, as bad a decision as he's making, he's a 23-year-old kid who plays a game for a living. They, hand, they handed him millions and millions of dollars, and he's out here in the streets playing, okay? NBA, you want to be the moral authority? You want to be the moral high ground? Punch up. Let's talk about these mass shootings. Let's talk about these school shootings. Why don't you go after the senators, go after the governors in the cities where these horrible atrocities happen? Go after the legislators in all of these NBA cities. If you want to talk, you want to evoke Steve Kerr? We all know the story of Steve Kerr. His father was taken from him. From gun violence. His father was taken because of this stuff. He has a chip on his shoulder forever, and he's going to speak out on this. Um, oh, God, who was it? I heard him the other day. J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. Like, right. he's, he's got the same ideals on this one, too. Like, punch up, NBA. Don't, don't, make a, don't make a 23-year-old kid the example for the class. Let's, let's lean on these full-grown adults in positions of power who can actually change something. John Moran ain't changing anything. No. The NBA should invest. They're figuring out a way to take John Morant's knees and put them in like Brandon Roy's body. Like that would have been the move. Like if you could figure out a way, <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. that's what you need is medical advancement yeah. to take this idiot's knees and give them to Derrick Rose. Like that's the move. 
idiot John Moran. You know, now that you mention that, I'm probably priced out of it, but I will also take his knees. I'm That's- 41. <laughs> <laughs> Pick me. Yeah, me too. I I'm promise I'll list. hoop. I'll hoop. I don't need a gun. You know the craziest like conversation about guns too? Like the craziest one. I own a gun. I like Yeah. I don't you've never seen my gun, Van. Like Sure. Yeah. No, like that's not that's not the point of having it. Like I don't drive around in my car with my gun. Like what? Also, it's Albuquerque. Somebody's gonna steal yeah. your car, therefore they steal your gun. Like you don't want that to happen. Yeah, you're both. I don't see you driving around listening to Taylor Swift popping them out the window either. I mean, I'll never, ever, ever. <laughs> when we get back, Major League Baseball Roundtable. I'm excited for this one because I've not been watching enough baseball, so you're going to catch me up on everything. We'll get the sponsors when we get back to. Van, that's on you. I don't have the list in front of me. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Jeff Symbiana and J.J. Bach. Wake up with the opening drive on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. And you're the party don't stop. Welcome back to the program, Big City. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. The boys are live in separate parts of the country, but we're right here with you in Albuquerque, New Mexico, friends of the show. We wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors in the community. Right now, we're in the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy mobile studio as we're like just spread apart everywhere we play on team i9 we start our days at the ymca lunch and a milkshake with the boys that goes down at 66 diner every other thursdays throwing thursday at abq axes the boys give you seven dollars and fifty cents off per person per hour throwing axes throwing ninja stars are you kidding me Wild. When we're, hey, and when we're not at ABQ Axe, catch us Red Door downtown. Cocktails and some good grub. Never miss a moment of New Mexico United watch party. That goes down at Hollow Spirits. Going to have a lot of fun there all summer. The weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Freddie Fame, we got two dates at the Isotopes next week and one date at the Dukes. On Wednesday next week, we are throwing out the first pitch at the Ice Tubs game, so make sure you arrive early to see Van and I on display. Also, we'll be there next Friday. That'll be you and Jake. I am out of town next Friday. I'm in Pueblo, Colorado at the D2 National Championships for track, so that's going to be a lot of fun while I'm up there. Big shout-out and congratulations to all the New Mexico Highlands University athletes who will be competing. It's a world of talent athletically. Also, from the friend of the show, Sandra, She's enjoying life, sitting on her back porch in Flagstaff, listening to Van in Denver, Fred in St. Louis. Hashtag BLE, that's best life ever. The Sports Animal chat line. Also, friend of the show, Sandra, is drinking a Teller watermelon walk-off. So let's go on that. Let's go on that. I'm about this life right now. The best part about doing radio with you whenever I'm not with you is that I'm not with you. Uh, that's a common sentiment in my life, my friend. That's, um, Better at a distance. Like a, like a, like a distance by choice. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I would, 
if given the option, I would choose this option versus other options. I know your voice sounds different, but you sound like every ex I've ever had. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's uh, uh, good enough for who it's for. That's what I always. <laughs> All right, give me some baseball, Van. I've not been paying attention at all. I know the Cubs suck. They've lost 8 out of 10, and the last two weeks have been atrocious for them. Sorry for native Chicagoian uh, Isaiah Johnson. And uh, my Cardinals do not suck. They're winning a ton. The Astros suck, and that was shown because they were playing the Cubs. Uh, what else is up? Well, I'll tell you what. Standings and performance notwithstanding, Birds? Stay out of Phoenix as another Arizona Diamondback has murdered another bird on the pitching mound. Oh, you're not talking about the Arizona- birds of St. Louis. No, not those birds. Not the Toronto Blue Jays. Actual living creatures. Arizona Diamondback pitcher Zach Gallen, much like Arizona Diamondback pitcher Randy Johnson Who? killed a bird in warmups yesterday. Not Birds, up. stay away from Phoenix. It's hot, and Arizona Diamondbacks want to kill you. You mess with me right now, like the no. exact same way, like the like the, the exact explosion. same way. Oh, uh, is it on video? Of course, it's on video. Yeah, and you saw it. Okay, first off, Zach Zach Gallen, stud yeah. pitcher. Can't throw as fast as Randy Johnson. So it's disturbing. If you don't want to see this, uh, don't don't look it up. But it, it happened the exact same way. The bird didn't burst and go all the way into the multiverse like Randy Johnson's did and just left a pile of feathers. But the bird did not make it out okay. He did the this bird- as an oh Wait, hold on. The internet's saying he did it as an homage to Randy Johnson. No, that is not. You can't do that on purpose. He intentionally hit and killed a bird as he was you praising the, the dark city that is Randy Johnson. No. Wow. What do you, where'd you read that? The onion? I just, <laughs> just telling That's you not how it happened. All right, he I'm watching warming. the Yeah. I'm okay, watching the video. A, give us the play-by-play, Fred. Okay, so all right, so this dude, this is a big dude. First of all, like this is not like a like a little human being. Mm-hmm. He's all got right, heat. So. He doesn't got Randy Johnson heat, but he got heat. Okay, well, well, I mean, there's not really a play by play. The bird just explodes. <laughs> like I want to be able to like art <laughs> like I want to be able to put this. Like into something like fun and artistic, and like add a like a, a level of Shakespeare to it, but he's in the outfield doing like a long toss ish thing, and then, I mean the, oh gosh, and the bird like almost ends up in the glove of the guy he's playing catch with. He hits the bird so hard that it ends up the dude has to do like a um, like a jump over it move at the end. Oh, this is brutal. This is, this is not newsworthy. But this is, this is. What are you brutal. talking about? It's not newsworthy. I'm not talking to you, Fred. I'm talking to birds. This is a PSA <sighs> for all avian creatures in the southwestern United States. Stay away from Diamondback Stadium. You see what happens. Arizona Diamondbacks pitchers are making examples of you. It's got to have something to do with the 
the the open roof, right? And the way like that heat comes down or something, they probably can't vortex out the way it doesn't make sense. That remember that episode we did Wives Tales, and there's like there's no scientific reason that bees should be able to fly. It's all vortexes, by the way. I'm not trying to like mess up anyone's head here, but there's got to be something to do with that. Like they can't get out of there. And what eventually happens is uh, either stadium cats get them or pitchers. You know how like uh, there's that suicide forest in Japan. This what? is basically the what? version for birds. What are you going on about? <laughs> Have you not heard of this? There's like the the most suicides per capita is this one forest in Japan. A hokey horror. It is okay. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. It is dis- Yeah, yeah. It's it's terrifying. The vibes there are horrible. This is the bird version of that. If a bird, like his he a bird's wife of like 37 years leaves him for his co-worker, the bird flies straight in the Diamondback Stadium and just waits for a pitcher to warm up. So you're starting this analogy with the ladybird's husband fluing the coop. Correct. Thank you. Not so bad. Mm-hmm. Whenever we get back, actual sports talk. What? All right, today's Iron Varsity. Iron Varsity is the movies that get you pumped. Isaiah, <laughs> yeah. get ready. You're in on this one. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Don't just friggin' sit there. Get in the game right now now at 888-922-0610. Welcome back to the program. Two consecutive days in a row for me on the program, so it feels good to be back. Thank you. Van Nunley and the assortment of cast characters and crew that held this one down while I was gone. Um, fellowship means a lot to me. It's my favorite of the ships, even more than the Santa Maria. So there you go. Today's I-9 Sports League Office 280 and I-9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Youth leagues currently forming for soccer, basketball, volleyball, cheerleading. It's that time of year. It's summer. Your kids are about to, in one week, be your problem again. All I nine sports get them lined up to play out. All right, Van. I will lead. Go this for was it. My this was my I nine varsity. I will go first. Van, you will go second. And Isaiah, Deal. who is popping his cherry on I nine varsities, he will go third. Aww. Okay. For me, in the I nine varsity of movies that get you pumped. Okay. The I the I nine is it's not a it's not like a. Yana and Varsity, it's not a Mount Rushmore. This isn't the definite of all. This is not JV. This is not the B team. This is not the freshman squad. This is the varsity team. I'm going to give you a little synopsis, okay? Please do. Tyler Gage has been in and out of trouble for most of his life, and after finding himself before the judge again, he's sentenced to 200 hours of community service, mopping floors at the Maryland School of Arts. He quickly catches the eye of Nora, a gifted ballet student who is trying to use hip-hop moves with her classical routines. After some initial hesitation, Nora convinces Tyler to help her with her dance routines and sparks fly. Man, before I step up to the big game, I step up with Step Up. Give me Step Up, the 2004 banger starring Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. It is is near the very top for me. uh, I'm a big fan of Step Up. 
<clears throat> I have so much hate in my heart for you right now. Yeah. yeah. But I also have a lot of respect for you right now. So they cancel out, thank God. Similar to the chemistry between Tyler and Nora. So we talked about early in the program that Joe Mazzula, yeah. coach of the Boston Celtics, watches the town uh-huh. four times a week Too many. to get the vibe, to get the energy of the people of Boston and the Celtics' legacy. And that is the dumbest thing we've ever heard, which what's led to this I-9 varsity of movies that get you pumped. And I'll tell you what, there are zero movies that get me pumped. Why am I going to sit around for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours to get pumped when I just listen to like one Motorhead song? But in that spirit, <laughs> let me tell you what. I'm going to do scenes from movies. Oh, that get okay. Me pumped. Okay. I'm going to start off at number one. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Gladiator. Okay. If I'm the 2000 down, banger. Yeah. I need to get I need to go, and if I need to rage, if I need to hulk out, I'll put on that scene from Gladiator. Yeah, father to a slain son, husband to a slain wife. Isaiah, what do you got? I got Bloodsport with Van Damme. I know you guys know about it. Ooh. Strong yeah. word. Yeah, we know about Kumite, obviously. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? Yeah, that would get me. You know, a lot of revenge. A lot of revenge <laughs> going on right now. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of revenge. I'm gonna give you guys a little synopsis, okay? Okay. When rebellious street dancer Andy enrolls at the prestigious Maryland School of the Arts, she finds it difficult to adapt. Joining forces with Chase, the hottest dancer at the school, she finds a way to merge her old life and new by forming a team of misfit classmates and training with them to compete in an underground dance contest known as The Streets. Van, I'm picking Step Up to The Streets, the 2008 follow-up hit to the original 2006 banger, Step Up. Mm-hmm. Give me Step Up 2. Did not hold its weight. Not a good far better, Far <laughs> better than the first one. <laughs> Next on my I-9 varsity of movies slash scenes that get you pumped. Mm-hmm. You ever seen True Romance? Uh, I'm familiar, yes. So Quentin Tarantino sold the script of this movie to have enough money to make Reservoir Dogs, which catapulted his career into the stratosphere. But Stop he wrote he wrote this beautiful scene in between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken. Yes. Dennis Hopper has to take the heat for his son, who stole from a drug dealer who works for a gangster and knowing he's going to die insults the gangster right to his face. His last ditch effort, his life is making fun of the people who he knows is about to kill him. Magical movie scene gets me pumped. I'm on edge. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Doesn't even crack my top five. Isaiah, what do you got? I'm an eggplant. You're a cantaloupe. I got King Kong versus Godzilla, but to be specific, like Van, okay. it'll be the scene where uh, King Kong's on the ground and he gets up with the hurt shoulder and he just throws it into the building and cracks it a couple of times and jumps back in the fight. <laughs> All right, so King Kong popping his rotator cuff to beat up Godzilla <laughs> is the thing that you use 
before a big football game. Oh, Don't yeah. hate it. Don't oh, hate yeah. it at all. I had Just watch one hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know at the end when Ethan Hawk gets to jump on Denzel and he's like, Godzilla doesn't have nothing on me. That doesn't hit. Not for Isaiah. Not one of the baddest scenes in the history of all film. Now you guys won't believe what happened in New York. Okay. So New York street dancing undergrounds formed the background for the tale of two tight knit dancers, Luke and Natalie, the talented duo Jones voices with a New York university freshman named Moose for a high stakes showdown against the world's best hip hop dancers. Win or lose this contest will change their lives forever. Van give me step up three D they, they danced in three D. They danced in 3D, and there's a scene when they slide at the camera and throw water into it. Very cool. Ooh, okay. The step-up movies suck. I'm gonna put it. <laughs> I'm gonna put that right on my list. Probably number 137 <laughs> or so down on the list. But there's there's four more step-up movies. So okay, whenever uh, whenever Step Up goes to IMAX, I'll make sure to watch <laughs> Step Up 3D. There's literally one called Step Up China. That's just the name of it. <laughs> okay. I wish uh, China would step up in international political relations. Is that what it's about? I don't believe it's about. Oh, it's dancing. Another dance movie. Yeah, it's, it's about, yeah, okay. It's about, it's about dance. Next on my I-9 varsity of movies slash scenes that get me pumped. Mm-hmm. You remember that scene from The Departed? Many great scenes in that movie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But they're having the round table meeting with the two different uh, groups of cops and Alec Baldwin and Marky Mark are standing at standing at the head of the table and they have the back and forth quipping dialogue. I can't say a word of it Mm -mm. on this program, but that scene gets me pumped. I love it so much. One guy's doing his job and the other guy is you. (laughs) He's tired from bleeping my father. And the departed (laughs) when he's sitting with the therapist, and he's like, he's like, my hand never shakes. I'm like, mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh. don't want to mess with that, dude. Do not want to. Isaiah, heavy, give us your last one. He lies the crown. I got Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh. I got Wolf of oh. Wall Street. A little bit of a different motivation, but you know. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's the mind going. That is a, that is a bad movie. <laughs> I. Uh, you got to pump up them numbers, man. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the real answer is that scene in Rocky whenever he's trying to convince his kid that he should still love him, but he doesn't love him anymore because he spent his whole life loving other people in his life and not his own child. And then whenever his mother passed, he didn't show him the sympathy that he deserves. He tried to make up for it on the streets of New York. Jeez. It doesn't really oh, work, though. Good kind answer. Good answer. I'm just saying, his kid was there the entire time. But what did he do? He brushed him off. He gave him like a robot butler. Like, hey, how about this? Be a father to your son. That's all I'm saying. And the de- and the kid's like, cool speech. No. And everyone in the movie theater is like, yes. Like, that. this is the most. I'll this be the- your son. And you know how WWE works. That's like a false finish for Rocky right there. Like, you think Rocky's about to go over, but he doesn't. His kid kicks out on three, and then he still has to, to beat up Billy Gunn, or maybe that was the movie before. I don't really remember. Tommy Gunn? Tommy Gunn? It's not about how hard you get hit, Fred. It's about how hard you get hit and you get back up and you keep moving forward. If you were like Van and I, 
<laughs> super love my dad. If you're like Van and I, and you Lucky, love old, not you. If you love old movies and old quotes, you're also old, and you're going to struggle as bad as we are with this announcement from Peacock. And we'll give it to you whenever we get back. It's two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. got to be kidding me, dude. Jim f***ing Rome. Dude, don't make me block you. Don't be the first. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Animal. All right, Van, I got the numbers here. You got the numbers? (sighs) 10, 11. The answer is 11, okay? Okay. I'm curious. What numbers? The NFL will broadcast games this season on CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ABC, Amazon, NFL Network, ESPN Plus, Peacock, Nickelodeon, and YouTube TV. That is 11 different dealies okay. for you to watch your NFL. And included in that is one game specific, one playoff game that specifically will be carried only on the streaming service of NBC, which is Peacock. What? I'm burnt out. Okay. First off, I do not miss a Nickelodeon game. That is expert-level production. If you haven't seen it, don't miss a second of it. It is fantastic. Is the aggro crag there? Everything's there. It's, it's amazing. Isaiah, do you know what the aggro crag is? He has no idea. They got it all. No, you do not. You don't know about Nickelodeon Guts. You don't know anything about that. Only the coolest thing of all time that all kids wanted to be on when they were little. Oh, that's it. Just had to conquer the aggro crag. Just about the hardest thing ever. It's like Legend of the Hidden Temple hard. I tell you, my brother was on Double Dare. Did I ever tell you that? You did. Yeah, my brother. I want to see this. It wasn't like a video one. It was like we were down at... um, what at Universal Studios or whatever it is where they record that stuff. And it was okay. like a uh, get picked from the crowd, do the thing thing or whatever. And my little brother was on it. He got to like slide in the thing and like get like sl- slimed. You know slimed. what I'm talking about? Yeah, he got yeah, slimed. <laughs> and I'm like over here like like I'm like about one year older than my brother. And I'm like just I'm pouty baby Manfred the whole time. <laughs> it's ringing the bell now. It's ringing oh. the bell. Yes. I'm like nine years old. My brother's eight, and whatever the cutoff is, like eight or whatever. And then, and I'm just like you never seen a lip like more pouty. That it looked like it looked like a honeybee just put its put its little stinger right into my bottom lip. And I was I was like I can't believe my little brother's on double dare. I couldn't even cheer him on. You, you know what I mean? I'm like a selfish kid. No, no Nickelodeon producer. And his right mind is going to put a five eleven and a half nine year old on double dare. Really good point. That's a super good point. I didn't even. I think at ten years old, I was one hundred and forty pounds. They were like, "We yes, can't support you. Literally, cannot support you." Eleven streaming services. Van is is the NFL? Are they bulletproof? Can they do this? Of course they can do it. They can, but it seems yeah. like so every other. A station, you can get things online, NBC, Fox, uh, Amazon, YouTube, all of these other games, they're going to be on the air, 
on a normal television. You could pull out your clicker, find the game, and also you could stream them. But this one on Peacock, you can only stream it. Can you imagine everybody on the planet, every football fan older than us, who's technologically illiterate, trying to get that game on, not having very thorough instructions ahead of time? Like, you got to have, like, you got to invite your young nephew over and be like, hey, come in, come in here, little Stevie. What's a peacock? Can you imagine? Tell your grandpa. How do I connect my peacock to the interwebs? Right. Isaiah has to tell, like, an adult in his life, like, yeah, you can watch this playoff game through this QR code. And they're like, what? Like that's, yeah. uh-huh. that's not how the that's not how the rabbit ears on the back of my TV work, IJ. <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense. I I think I'm a little lost on it, boys. I, I wanna be in support, but my problem is it, it it seems to me like the NFL is a drug dealer and it dealt drugs like for free for for fifty mm-hmm. years, literally. Mm-hmm. The people and now everyone's addicted to the free drugs that they gave me and now there's much better drugs that i have to have as i'm as i'm chasing the dragon of the <laughs> nfl from all these years that i'm going to come out of my own pocket to finally have to pay for drugs so i'm mad at the drug dealer nfl it's okay grandpa just chromecast it from your iphone <laughs> are you what you got uh, what are those words are you high because you bought a Volkswagen, you have a free year subscription through your OnStar to Verizon TV. And they're like, they're like, none yeah. of these things make sense. I've got an Oldsmobile. Hey, Van, Van Sr., who already hates the NFL for like political reasons, he's mad about this right now. <laughs> he, there's no way he knows about it unless he's listening right now. There's no way. And he'll forget by the time it rolls around. I'm glad the NFL is on Peacock. No one should have to see that Colin Kaepernick. That's what he said. (laughs) He's going to have to text my daughter to figure out how to put the game on, and each text is going to take half an hour. So he's going to miss the whole game. (laughs) She'll be like, you know how you text from your tablet? (laughs) No. Also, I'm not so far removed from this. All right, Sushan's joining us whenever we get back. We're talking about the isotopes game tonight. Obviously, you can get a weather update. As of right now, everything is on. Regular start time, regular go. Very excited about that. Also, we'll try to squeeze in a couple little baseball tidbits. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Kind of a cool song, I guess. That was a cool song to come back to. If I was going to come back to a cool song. One of my favorites. Yeah, I'm into that. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, also amateur meteorologist, Josh Sushan. Josh, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. I hope you guys have a lot of topics for me because I suddenly have a little bit more time than I normally do. 
All right, give us the update, my man. What is going on at the park? What is going on with Mother Nature? Remember uh, yesterday we, we established firmly that when the starting pitchers are out there and they're stretching and loosening up, that's a good sign that baseball is going to be played soon, right, on time? Correct, yes. And uh, at about this time yesterday, they were out there and they were stretching and doing those things that starting pitchers do to get ready for a ball game. They're not doing that right now. No. There, there is a tarp that is covering the field, and ah. this weather is doing some annoying things in that it's not really like raining, raining, but it's super dark, and it looks like it's about to rain at any second, and there's all kinds of green on the, on the radar. And, again, it's not like pouring, but there's a whole lot of weather that's in the area, and it's raining just enough, that, and there's enough that's – that's coming this direction that we will not be starting tonight's game on time. Um, we're confident that we're going to play nine innings and it won't be too long of a delay. I mean, you never know what New Mexico weather, but we will not be starting tonight's game at six thirty-five. There you have it. Uh, ice Topes man. Um, we'll play baseball. We'll not play baseball at six thirty. Got it. Like if you show up now, like are the concessions open? Can I get a beer and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of people um, eating and drinking and huddling under umbrellas and standing on the concourse. The concessions are open. There's no line. So, yeah, you could walk straight up there, Fred, and get a beer like in seconds. Okay, this is a really good plan, actually. I super like this one a lot. Now, as much as we like beer, obviously we choose a watermelon walk-off or a mariachi margarita from friend of the show, Teller Vodka. Obviously. Yeah, and all those are available, and it's all. And it also can be yours in seconds, right? Because there's no line for that either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've, we've done this bit on air. I was at a rain delay at Yankee Stadium one time, and this would have been 2010, I guess. And during the rain delay, beers were five bucks. And then they lowered the price. Yeah. So like, well, they definitely the didn't raise a, the price because <laughs> no, no, because people were gone. So during <laughs> so during the delay. You could go, and it wasn't like the regular beer. It wasn't the, whatever, 16-ounce beer or whatever. It was like a 12-ounce beer, like an 8-ounce beer. I don't know. You know what I mean. But it was like yeah. you could get $5 beer, and I got a bunch of them. Like, <laughs> like I got a Did they still cut off sales in the seventh inning that night? Yes. They, yeah, they absolutely did. And I remember, because the Yankees have a Hall of Fame at um, Yankee Stadium, and um, I remember parts of it. <laughs> parts They're just the good parts it was a good day yeah Sush, is yeah, anybody you know, out that's, uh, no go ahead sorry no I was gonna say, is anybody out playing in the rain yet good or question. is that only on cancellations ooh well um, the, the Eurythmics here comes the rain is literally being played um, yeah, over the nice. speakers but like, like no one is doing – so here's the thing. People frown upon this now. But like in the 80s, remember Rick Dempsey? He was the catcher for the Orioles, and then he was with the Dodgers in 88. That used to be his thing, that he'd like run off onto the tarp, and he'd put like a pillow underneath his jersey. He'd do like a Babe Ruth impersonation, and he would just go splashing and water everywhere. And it ended up on this week in baseball, and everyone cheered. And it was like, oh, that crazy guy Rick Dempsey had super fun. And then other people started to do it. I don't know if you guys remember, but – the first ever night game at Wrigley Field got 
postponed because of rain. And of course, there was all these people that were saying, see, you know, the baseball gods have spoken. There should not be lights ever at Wrigley. And, uh, but like a whole bunch of the Cubs players were out there and they were swimming around and diving. Like that stuff doesn't happen anymore at any level. And, um, you know, it's safety. If someone gets hurt, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, but like no one's like splashing around because again it's not like it's not pouring it's just a it's a very light rain but it's the question of whether or not we're going to get some heavy stuff here any minute or not. That one also if so you can call a baseball game before to reschedule the time but you can't cancel a baseball game before I don't know if you know this fan so the official rules of Major League Baseball you have to wait seventy five minutes from the official start time before you decide to call a game off because like. Anything could happen, right? This is New Mexico. So, like, you you go right up to the point where, you, oh, no, we can't go. And then you end up with, like, weird lightning rules and stuff, too. Because is it – Josh, do they still do that? Is it still 30 minutes after the last visible strike? Or is there, like, an app now that's way better? Well – so they're actually so like in college football, it's it's very precise about how it has to be a certain number of miles away from the stadium if there's thunder and lightning. I'm not aware of there being anything specific like that for the Pacific Coast League. I can tell you that until the game begins, the decision of whether or not to play or not is the home team. So the home team consults the other team, the umpires, and local meteorologists, National Weather Service. Everybody does the same thing. And then once they meet at home play to exchange lineup cards, then it's 100% the decision of the umpires on whether or not you play or whether or not you put the tarp on the field, if you play through it, all that kind of stuff. And, again, no one makes a decision, like, you know, independent and without talking to other people and getting their advice and things like that. Um, so a lot of times it kind of depends – if, if it's the last game of a series and, you know, what, what time the other team's flight is, it's different in the major leagues when you have charter flights. You just leave whenever you want. But when you're playing in the minor leagues and it's commercial flights, then that's much different. Um, that was a bigger deal back when we hardly had any off days, and so you were constantly just trying to get these games in in these small windows. Now that everyone can travel on the Monday off day, it, ma- it makes things a whole lot easier. Um, I'm aware that that overwhelmingly, if you if you can't play a game, they want you to like try and play it again the next day. They don't want you to wait like two days and then try to make up that game, unless you just can't because of weather things like that. Um, you know, but I mean, it's. It's not like there's one person is my point. I mean, it's it's a combination of people looking at what does the weather say and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and everyone just tries to make the best decision they can. I think there's Josh, also uh, like this. Go ahead, go ahead, man. It, there's like three of us in three different places. This is harder than you would think. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no doubt. Josh, do you feel like the grounds crew is extra protective of the field this year because they got that new turf? Also, shout out to Ed. Um, well, I, I think groundskeepers are always, always protective of, of their turf, you know, and they always want to make sure of it. If anything, though, like you, you realize that the field can handle it, you know. Um, I remember talking years ago with one of our previous groundskeepers about the rain. He's like, cool, it saves our water bill, you know. <laughs> it's, you know, and I, I think the same thing about my, about my lawn at home. Whenever I see it rain now, I'm like, cool, sweet, free water. It's one less time that I have to water the grass myself. Um, they're always super protective, but yeah, because the grass is brand new um you know it's better in fact i'm looking right now and everyone is being summoned to the field to take the tarp off and so that's good news now i still doubt that we're gonna be able to get the field ready in uh 28 minutes or so um but that but this is really good encouraging news that it that it doesn't look like it's gonna be too long of a delay because now the pitchers still have to get 
you know, stretched and loosened up and all that kind of stuff. And, you, and it takes a while to get the tarp off the field and get it all prepared. But everyone is assembling right now at 6.08 to take the tarp off the field. Here in the high desert of Albuquerque, there's a fun energy around the tarp because you could have, like, brand new, like, isotopes and adjacent isotopes employees, like, on the team that have never taken the tarp off, right? Because whatever, they're yeah. brand new to the organization. And you'll go half the season. Like, you might not have to get out there one time. And then when you do, it's go time. Like, the tarp is go time. So then they get out there, and you'll have one sore thumb sticking out a bunch, a bunch of pros. And if, like, and if you have, like, like, at least the weakest lip reading possible, the conversation between the nose of how to take the tarp on and off and the conversation between the not nose, it's, it's some of the most hilarity you'll see if you're a fan of, like, the inside of baseball. Um, also, people fall all the time. So I would say. Have, you, have the, either one of you guys ever done it? One time. One time. Have you ever done it when it's like like super, super windy and it's like totally a pouring sail. rain? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so that, that's an adventure. Um, you know, because you got to keep it really low because once, once you lose it, once the wind takes it, it takes it. We called it, uh, it was 2013, my first year, I'll never forget, we called it Tarpnado because um, it was, you know, it was one of these monsoons that just, it just, the skies just open up. And they're trying to get the tarp on, and the wind just got it. I remember over at the Sunport, which is not too far, as everyone knows, it was like registered at like 84-mile-an-hour winds at the Sunport. Oh my gosh. And so the wind got a hold of it, and the wind blew it, to the screen behind home, blew it back onto the field, blew it to the first base stands, blew it back on the field, and then got all in like a tangled mess. Remember, John Traub was like, everyone stop, stop. Everyone's going to get hurt. Just get out of the way. There was one dude, we see the video, and he just disappears. We're like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? Is he there? Is he still underneath the tarp? Um, turns out he was okay. It was just like it was like this weird trick. Oh, someone just fell as they were taking <laughs> their roll the tarp off, and somebody fell. Man down. <laughs> Man down like after like four steps. And then the grounds crew puts out a chalk outline in the outfield. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, done for, absolutely done for. Josh, who is uh, not right now, obviously, but who's on your pregame tonight? Who is uh, who's the big sit down before the before tonight's matchup? Chris Forbes, who you guys have talked to before, he's the Rockies' yep. director of player personnel, and he's in town. And we covered a bunch of ground. You know, we covered how. So I was I was I was adding up the the all the different changes with with the Rockies roster and the Isotopes roster, you know, and like when, when you kind of sit like day to day, you're like, okay, this guy got called up and this guy gets sent down and this guy got hurt and you know and, and this guy got hurt, and then you like sit down and you start to do the numbers. Here's what we got, boys. We currently have seven players who are on the Rockies active roster who have been with the Isotopes at some point this year. We also have four players on the Rockies injured list who appeared in a game for the Isotopes at some point this year. That's 11 guys. That's 11 out of a 26-man roster that are either in the major leagues or in the major leagues on the injured list. And then there's seven guys who spent time with the Rockies this year who are currently with the Isotopes. Now, that includes Denelson Lamette, who's on an injury rehab assignment. Um, but nonetheless, it just goes to show – Look, even by AAA standards, that's a lot. Like, that's an enormous amount. And when you think about the Rockies are actually playing pretty decent baseball right now. Their overall record still under 500, but they've actually been playing pretty good ball. And you think about how hard it's been for the isotopes to get any sort of, like, sustained winning. Well, those are the numbers that show. I mean, again, 11 guys 
are in Denver or on the Denver injured list who have been with the isotopes this year. And so, you know, it's just a whole lot of going back and forth. Anyway, so we talked about that, and we talked about just the challenge of pitching at Albuquerque, and we talked about Nolan Jones, and we talked about, you know, a lot of other things. He's such an interesting guy. Um, He even told me, he said that he no longer uses ERA to evaluate pitchers. And I was like, wait a minute, that's how we all evaluate pitchers. What's his ERA? And he goes, no, I don't do that anymore. And so he explained why and, like, what he looks at instead. Is it XFIP? Does he go by XFIP? <laughs> um, can you give me the formula for XFIP, please? That, that is uh, field, uh, field independent pitching. Uh, Waiting. And when you add the X, that means it's extrapolated over all ballparks in the MLB. Dang, look at Van bringing the expanded baseball knowledge. I'm impressed. Ooh, buddy. That was really good. I think is ex-girlfriend's opinion plus Fred plus Isaiah. (laughs) That's the P is plus. So then uh, you end up with a Josh can replace Van at a plus one. Okay, we got it. So we're going to bring in Josh as the reliever for a a broadcast above above replacement. Hey, I just got news about when we're going to start the game. Oh, here we go. Breaking news. (laughs) 6.50. 650 is our expected first pitch, which means that um, pregame show, uh, what's 50 minus 20? 30. So we'll start the pregame show at 630. Isaiah, Steph, everyone. So uh, why don't you guys do another segment, and then I'll take over at 630 instead of 615. How's that sound? Thank you to our boss, Josh Susan. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I just, hey, you guys got 15 more minutes of work now. Uh, Program well, we director Josh Sushan. Yeah, way to go, guys. I can hang out with you guys if you want. If you guys got some non-Josh we, topics, you guys can do we, that. But if you want me, to, if you want to take a break and keep talking to me, I'm fine with that too. We want the opposite of that. Josh, get ready for the broadcast. We left a lot on the table. We will hit it whenever we get back. Isotopes, first pitch, 650. Pre-game will be at 630. Thank you, Jay. All right, thanks, guys. We're a good dude. Step aside, man. We'll do one more, and then we'll hand it over to... The Isotopes Radio Network, that'll be a lot of fun. It's two men on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studios. Of course, we started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Of course, we spend our weekends sipping on Teller Vodka. Of course, we go to Red Door and we drink beers and we go to Hollow Spirits and we drink spirits and we go, well, we don't go to I-9 Sports because we're not children, but you get the point. Like, we're big fans of I-9 Sports as well. And then you can save $7.50 off every single throw of an axe. Is every throw or every hour? Well, per person per hour, $7.50 okay. off. At ABQX, abqx.com. Check they out. We will be there. Are we there on Thursday or we have the wrestling thing? We'll figure out the schedule for next week. I promise. We'll, we'll put it on social media. That's what we need is like a rundown, like a batting lineup every week of where we're at. Put that on your to-do list every Sunday night. Roger. That's actually not the worst idea I've ever had on radio. TalkABQ.com? TalkABQ.com is a cool website if you want to like learn a little bit about us and see some insights and the fun things we By do. By the way, we need stuff. to update it. No, you do. People, people, people ask me, it's like, wow, how do you do this full-time and you're a social worker? I was like, because I haven't updated it in three years. Because <laughs> I'm out of the game. Because <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You know, because we got extended van because of the rain delay. The way it's set up, there's a computer. There's a computer that's set up. 
Mm. That runs the that runs the bumper music, the rejoin mm-hmm. music. But Isaiah, it's his first day, so he didn't know. So if you'd like, man, you could drop a little beat real quick, and I'll bring us back. Is that, is that okay to you? Welcome back to the program. I'm working this one out up until I steps baseball. <laughs> what are we doing? You, think I had them, you think I didn't have them chops on the spot, did you? No, I knew you did. That's why oh, I said Okay, it. never mind. I, I mean, it, I know you do this full time, and you're a whatever. What is the other thing you are? A massage therapist or whatever? You know, I don't practice anything at all, ever, whatsoever. It's a really good point. As the one we by this program, the one we left on the table because we were worried, not worried about this. There's a mass exodus of NFL refs and officials. Twelve has a fi- twelve have officially left this season. It's just the second time in history that double-digit officials have left the NFL. Van, you have concern that the officiating in the NFL is going to go down from here, or this is AI laying everyone off and they're just going to take over? Okay, well, first off, yes to both of those things, but let's address the elephant in the room first. Modern technology. Last season was the first year that there were full-time women referees. Okay. Now all these crotchety uppity old men That's are no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to officiate with this dame over here. I'm getting early retirement. I already got my 17 years. I ain't working with no uppity broad. Get there might me be out of here, Roger. You're making a joke, but you're not making a joke because there might be something to be said about like, like I don't want to use this tablet. I don't want to like there. That yeah. might be part of this thing, and I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind until you just started going with old man van. But the the game is not the game they started officiating years ago, and I mean, what they're going to do is they're just going to pull officials up from like the D one level or whatever, because yeah. um, there's not like a feeder program for the NFL. They just get like the top one in the Big Five conferences. Um, I think it's a full time job now, right? It was like a hobby job for a long time, long time. but they. Yeah, they made that jump over. My high school basketball coach was an NFL official. So like he would he would teach high school like all whatever and then all week and then he would go and he'd run replay booths for the NFL on weekends. Like wild. Yeah, maybe they don't want to deal with the new rules or maybe like I've been telling them for 2 years your robot overlords are coming for you. You're deeming yourself unnecessary. Guess what? AI's coming. Robot refs are coming. They're coming for baseball right now, and you're next, football. And they're seeing the writing on the wall. They're like, you know what? I'm getting out early. I'm not going to work with some robot. I saw the end of Terminator. Uh, it was ugly. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fight against them. Well, and you're a guy for, like, equal rights, and you're a guy that, like, supports, like, people regardless of, like, age, race, gender, like, like disability or whatever. But this is a cool, like, like mass job opening for, like, blind people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the, uh, I, I, I'm, go, I'm going. <laughs> I couldn't even hold I'm, a straight face on it. I'm going. I'm going blank right now. But yeah. the, the official uh, sponsor of the umpires for the isotopes of the replay booth for the isotopes is an eye doctor in town. Oh, okay. That tracks. Yeah, see? I mean. You don't have to be good. You just have to be confident. That's a, it's about the delivery. That's really what it is. Uh-huh. How much of the job is hands-on anymore anyways? Because, like, and again, this is my WWE thing. 
it's more or less figured out. Like, I'm not trying to say it's not, but when you go into a game, the NFL, there's not a lot of Cinderella stories. There's like, what do we have last year? Maybe the AFC West is the one thing that no one had right. Like, otherwise, you just kind of show up and, and go with the status quo, and then you leave a couple hours later, and, and hopefully no one ever learns your name unless you're, like, attention-hungry, like an Ed Hockley or something. Like, it's it's like a thankless job, but you're not there to get high fives. You're there to get paychecks. I don't know Ed Hockley because he's in the news or seeking attention. I know him because he's a jacked old man. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only reason I know his name. I'm struggling, looks, to, I'm struggling to think of one more. Uh oh, like an NFL official? Yeah, one. Uh, no, I couldn't come up with one. The um, he's not even in the game anymore. It's his kid now. I don't know. Yeah, he's like an overseer. He's like a yeah, he's something else on the board or the union or something like that. The they have a union. That's super sweet for them. It's not a job I think I would ever do. I think I've told you this story before. I got a buddy who has multiple times gone to Major League Baseball camp to become an umpire. And because he does it at the D1 level, he's an umpire for the um, um, Missouri Valley Conference. And he tells me that it's like, and obviously I don't know anything about like war. Like I've never been to like a, like a, what's training camp for war called? Boot camp? Yeah, I've never been to like a boot camp. But like he's like, he's like, hey, this is like a, that style thing. Like this is not a show up and just do the thing you're really good at and be good at it. It's like show up and like, like run, you know, it's like show up and like, like go really hard. And maybe they're going to end up in a way to where you got less guys looking like Joe West. Cause I'm naming baseball officials. Cause I don't know any NFL ones. Then you, you know, then, then not. So if you, you get a bunch of like young, know the game, know how to communicate well, work well, talk to the players, set the right thing. It might end up being kind of a blessing in disguise from the NFL to get away from some of the um, struggles that have a, that have existed like by officiating. I'm not necessarily knowing that's going to happen, but I, I love the idea that it could. And I, I guess I put my eggs in the basket of it can only get better, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a faster game. It's a more technologically advanced game. And what I'm assuming is, you know, the, uh, the old guard is being forced out. Like if, if we look at all the ages of every, of the 12 refs who aren't going to be here anymore, I bet they're all pretty high. And I bet they're replaced by some young blood. Also, there is that other side to it where it's like, because we're in like low-key a super crybaby existence right now. We're like, if your team loses or your president loses or if your opinion loses or whatever, it's not that you're wrong or your thing's wrong or your thing's not good enough. It's that you got cheated somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if, I wouldn't be surprised if, there was like a part of the fan base out there that so very much has an enthusiasm for their, you know, Washington guardians or whatever. And they're, they're, you know, uh, targeting like, like human beings outside of the game proper. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if someone on their exit interview was like, yeah, I get weird tweets like that. That would track with me. Yeah. Or sports fan thinks it's rigged. Like, well, you see, of course, the Cowboys lost because all the referees are a bunch mm-hmm. of millennials. Hey, Isaiah's that dude. I've, I've, I've listened to Isaiah talk about how NFL teams don't care about who they're drafting for their team as long as they screw up the draft for the Cowboys. Like, that is <laughs> real mindset. 
between like brainwashed NFL fan. Like it's it's what hey that was in our our sports animal live chat on the live stream where people are like uh the uh, the bet the Peacock playoff game is going to end up being the Cowboys. Newsflash: Cowboys ain't going to make the playoffs. Don't worry about it. Hey-o. It's not going to be them. Good job today, man. Appreciate you, my man. Separate parts of the country, but we're right here with the friends of the show in Albuquerque. Good job today, Isaiah. Matt Berger will join me on the program tomorrow night. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hoops talk. Van, final words? Pretty much for the time a lot of my friend, but make sure you don't miss a moment of the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Ice Tubs baseball after this. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.